It's awesome to be in the house of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You know, some churches aren't meeting now. It's a blessing to be able to meet. You know, I really, uh, you know, I pray for um, Pastor John MacArthur, who has stood up and, you know, I mean, I have a <clears throat> commentary that, that, that he's written, so I'm, you know, I'm familiar with him, but he's, uh, he's made a stand, you know, and there's others that have also. So to me, you know, it's, it's critical and crucial time that we make a stand for Christ because uh, it's just essential in this time that we live in as, as the church. I um, want to do something a little different to get started today is, is you know, we, we witnessed some, some, some miracles really this, this week. And, uh, you know, we, we had the privilege of going and ministering at... Uh, at the Bible study at uh, Brother Rob's, and I was going to ask uh, Delia and Molly wanted to share a little bit about what took place, so why don't you guys come up, you guys can kind of pass the microphone back and forth when it's all right, oh my God, <laughs> come on, come on, come on, come on, you got something good to say about the Lord, this is, I mean, there ain't, there ain't no shame in Christ, Amen. We got a, I mean, we, we witnessed some miracles. We went over there, and we're, we're always here. We, you know, we always have a heart of expectation, amen? But I just want it's some time, amen? Let's give the Lord a clap off for him because he's worthy. His name is Jesus, amen? So, uh, praise the Lord. I was not even ready, but God says to be ready in all times. Anyway, we went to a Bible study at Brother Rob's, like Pastor said, and every time we go there, it's always awesome. It is so, so wonderful. Um, the people are hungry. People are hungry for the things of God, and uh, we witnessed many things. Sister Sandy prayed for a guy that got delivered from legion, demon-possessed. That was awesome. Um, another girl got healed that night from um, her hip. Her leg grew. Those are just the miracles that we are seeing. God is still on the throne, and he is still doing miracles today. And I just thank him because he's done a miracle in my life. Seven years ago, breast cancer, stage four. I shouldn't be here. My God is good. He's faithful. And that's the God that I serve. Amen. God's so good, and um, he just never ceases to amaze us. He's always moving. And uh, I was able to go to the, the prayer meeting at Brother Rob's, and I uh, was just blown away. Um, Pastor preached, I mean, hours, and he gave word and truth, and he was direct, and he spoke things that people needed to hear, that I needed to hear, you know. And it was just amazing at the end, you know, because... I don't know if any of you all here or on um, online remember the old tent revivals where people would line up and they were prayed for and miracles happened. And that's what we saw that night at Brother Rob's. The Holy Spirit just moved and everybody that came up 
like people were desperate for the Lord and they got touched and they got what they needed. And I saw the demon possessed set free. Uh, The people that had cancer healed. So many people, they were just desiring and expecting and they got what they needed, you know, and me, myself included. Um, It was just beautiful to see the Lord moving that way and miraculously and the signs and the wonders that follow, that should be following each and every one of us that has Jesus in him, the Holy Spirit. And it was just amazing to be a part of. God showed up. He showed himself big within an hour. You know, God just moved and it was beautiful. And there is freedom and there is, God is still doing miracles. He's still working. He's still doing wonders. So I just want to give him praise for that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We exalt you this morning, Lord God. And I just ask you to express yourself through me, Lord. Let me just simply be willing, Lord God, that you would minister to every need, every heart in this place today, Lord. I ask you to break any yoke with your anointing, mighty God. And I make myself available to you, Lord. I know I'm just a man, but you are almighty God. And I look to you, Lord. Have your way this morning. Let us not leave here the same, God. Break anything that needs to be broken. Break religion in the name of Jesus. We lay claim over this city for you, God. And we just proclaim that you are the God of this city, Lord. Pray for the surrounding cities, Lord God. Santa Fe, Los Alamos, Albuquerque, uh, Taos. Pray for this state, Lord, that you would pour out upon this state, Lord. Uh, the pueblos, the surrounding pueblos, we pray for a touch from you, God. That your will be fulfilled in this place, that freedom not only will come, but freedom has come. And we proclaim that in the mighty name of Jesus. We ask you, Lord. Speak to every heart, God. Remove anything that opposes you, Lord. We break every stronghold in the name of Jesus. We take authority over every stronghold, over every curse. We thank you that you have placed your mantle of authority upon us as your people, as your church, as men and women of God. So we lay hold of what's rightfully ours. We break the power of infirmity in this house in the name of Jesus. We say the Lord rebuke you. Any assignment from Satan, we say the Lord rebuke you. Any negative word that has been spoken over any of, the, of your people, Lord God, we send it back to where it originated from. And we cancel any curse that it would try and bring upon anybody's life. We pray against every negative word that has been spoken over anybody. Any word that stops them from moving forward. Any word that keeps them bound or keeps them oppressed, depressed. We proclaim freedom this morning, God. 
have your way in us this morning, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. amen. And amen. amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I know what I'm going to talk about. I'm just uh, praying to see what order it's going to go in. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, we got to learn how to wait upon the Lord. Many times we, you know, we, even in church, we have a certain way of doing things, you know, three songs, a message, uh, whatever, you know, I mean, we, we're so time conscious even in the house of God, and I believe that we're in, living in a time right now that we just got to wait upon Jesus so we can hear from him, amen. You know, as we, you know, there, there was eight of us that witnessed these things, and, and I, I just felt like it's very important to, to hear about them. You know, Rob lives in a, in a very, uh, you know, he lives in a neighborhood. There's a lot of houses all around him, and, and uh, you know, as we were, I've been teaching about spiritual gifts on Monday nights. We're doing, I'm doing a series on it, and I told him Monday night, I said, look, right now we're talking about this, so expect uh, for God to activate something within you because God is going to be using these spiritual gifts. Anybody that wants to come is, can come. Uh, Monday's at 7 o'clock. But, uh, but sure enough, that night we, we saw a lot of gifts in, in operation. You know, we talked about it on the way home. And, and uh, the church should, should have, you know, our spiritual gifting in operation. Sometimes we neglect to even understand or even see what, what's going on. But we counted like, uh, you know six or seven of them that were in operation that night. But I know that, uh, you know, as, as uh, this young man got delivered, he, he, he came to what we would call the altar call, and, and he told me, you know, he said uh, that he was raised around witchcraft. And he had been in a, in a drug treatment facility, um, Native American young man, and, and he, uh, he had been there for a year. He had just recently gotten out, but... Uh, but he told me that he was, you know, starting to use the witchcraft again. And he didn't want it anymore because, uh, you know, how I many know that greater is he who lives in me. Amen. Greater is Jesus. So he said, I can't, I don't want to do it. And, and, and he was squirming. And, and I'm telling you, I, I put my hand on his stomach and there was like a serpent squirming in there. I'm telling you, there's eight witnesses in here. You know, sometimes we tend to ignore things. As far as what, uh, what what's really happening, but I believe that now you know Satan is manifesting himself, you know, in a way, being that this this world has allowed the wickedness that it's allowed, you know, even in this country, I believe that there's manifestations taking place. But we got a greater anointing, Amen. 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 And as we were laying hands on this on this uh, young man. You know, freedom came, and we stayed there praying for a while, but freedom came, and we understood that we were in a battle, but freedom came, and we understood that it was necessary to, to be in this battle because there was a life at stake, you know, at that point. And, and uh, so we prayed, and then all of a sudden this shriek came out. It, was, it wasn't even a, a normal scream. It was a shriek. Uh, you know, these guys are witnesses. The shriek came out, and... And kept on and on and on, and, and, then, and then, you know, freedom came. I know that 
you know, my, my wife, God uses her in deliverance, and he uses me too. Uh, we have our, our roles as far as, as what, what, what needs to happen. But I know that she prayed to God and said, when I touch him, there's going to be a miracle. And she went like that and touched him. I'm not lying to you. He flew back about five feet at least. And there was a, I got to tell you, this is, this is, man, this is real life Christianity, you know. Yeah. Days of our lives have nothing on, on Jesus Christ, amen. <laughs> Search for tomorrow. <laughs> Young and restless, you know what I mean? This is real life Christianity that's way more exciting than any, you know, than the lifestyle I lived before. I mean, this is, he's, he's made himself available to us. And, and then we got a call, uh, my wife did probably the next day that there was her, her cousin actually had one leg shorter than the other. We didn't even know about it. And she said that, that at one point during the prayer circle that her, that her, she felt a burning go through her leg and that it extended to the same length as the other one. I'm just, I'm just telling you what Jesus is doing. You know, I, I, can, I can sense doubt in some of us, but I'm telling you the truth. Do not doubt what God is doing. And, and another guy was infirmity, a young man with stomach issues. And, and we saw him bouncing up and down and like uh, in a very unnatural way. But uh, the final outcome was his whole countenance changed and his whole appearance changed and freedom came. So I got to testify about my God because I know that he's, he's a God of victory. He's not, look, we're not on the losing side, amen. <laughs> we're not on the losing side. We're, we're on the winning side. We're on the winning team, amen. Okay, I'll get to preaching now, amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to read from uh, uh, the book of Timothy. I read this before, but I just like the way it sound, sounded in the King James Version better. So I'm going to read from there. I'll read it, and then I'll give you the scripture. That way, those of you that want to write it down can write it down. But it says, I had read it a few weeks back. It says, Thou, therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Somebody say soldier. No man that weareth, uh, no no man that weareth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Wareth, sorry, not weareth. No man weareth, no man that weareth entertaineth, enter, uh, entangleth himself with the affairs of this life. So. I like the I like this version because it said it said war warreth you know we've been called to war we've been called to battle we've been called to stand we've been called to to, to you know like Delia said signs and wonders should follow us as believers you know as as we're gathered in the name of Jesus there should be something happening there should be a, a shaking around us uh, the kingdom of darkness should be pushed away from wherever we're gathered and how we're gathered in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. Because we're proclaiming truth and we're proclaiming freedom and, and we're, uh, we're here standing in the presence of the Lord. So I believe that there's always something taking place around us. I believe God has strategically planted us in the middle of this city to push back the darkness that tries to uh, 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 surround and encamp around this city and we see the evidence of it. So 
I want to talk a little bit today about, we'll see how far we, we get, but let's, uh, let's go on. Oh, that was in, um, uh, let's see, 2 Timothy 2, 3, and 4. <clears throat> so let's go back to Matthew 4, and I'm going to read 1 through 11. Does anybody need a Bible? We have free Bibles, anybody? Thank you, Lord. You know, God is doing something, you know, in his church right now. God is still moving, like I always tell you. And we got we to gotta make sure that we're moving with him. Because the reality is this. Sometimes we can get stuck. Somebody say stuck. In a place where we're not moving forward. You know, God is moving in this time that we live in. It's not so much that he moved in the past. It's not so much that, you know, he's moving now and he's moving in our future. And I'll tell you, this is how it is. I walked into the to the church today and I and I looked and I saw this drum set. Well, it's a drum set to us, but I'll tell you when I saw it, it looked like a new drum set. And the reason it looked like a new drum set is because it wasn't collapsing anymore. Because it was collapsing every time that we'd use it or every time we'd use it for an event, it was collapsing. And this was purchased probably 13 or 14 years ago, this drum set. And it's been put together the same way uh, ever since we bought it. It must have either come like that. I know we bought it used from a, 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 a place that sells uh, music equipment in Santa Fe. But when I saw it today, I didn't recognize this drum set because it looked way different to me. It looked complete and it looked whole. And I, was, I even told Raquel, I said, oh, do we got a new drum set? No, she said, this is the same one. We took it apart and put it back together. And I thought to myself, okay, it's been put together wrong for the last 13 or 14 years. And, and we've settled for it and, it's, and, 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 and learned how to even use it and adapt it to using it. You know, even, the, even the, the, the height of the, you know, symbols or whatever is different now. It just looks way different, feels way different, I'm sure. But I started to think about, about our Christianity. Sometimes there are certain things that would fall under the category as religion that we've settled for and we put them together and we worked for with those things for years and years and years and years, but they are not going to work for what lies ahead. So as God is restructuring certain things in his house, things that we have not yet experienced, see, the, the problem with old Christians is they think they've experienced their, everything there is to experience. And when you get to that point where you think you've seen it all or done it all, then what, what takes place is you become of little value to what's currently taking place because what it is is it's foreign to to us and we can't understand that God is doing something different so we hold on to the old because we're comfortable there instead of embracing the new which is going to take faith that is going to be activated through us stepping towards the Lord and through us gaining greater understanding and greater revelation do you hear what I'm saying so what happens, that's exactly what happens. They become old, and they want to bring the old into the new. And when the old and the new don't mix together, they become critical on the new. We're breaking things in here, amen, amen. right now. <laughs> so when those old things, you know, what happens is they collide. A collision takes place. 
And pretty soon, you know, the old religion wants to make the new, uh, uh, young, the, the new person that's going and, and on fire for the Lord wants to make them adapt to the old in order for them not to really make any waves or get out of hand, you know. <laughs> Because God has established a new fire within them. They don't have to be a new convert. It can just be a new fire that has been deposited in somebody that's willing to grab a hold of it. But no, let's put it out because <laughs> let's snuff it out. It might be a new testimony. It might be whatever. Let's snuff it out so that we can all be at the same place. See, so, uh, so God is breaking old religion, amen. He's breaking old religious patterns, amen. He's reestablishing within his house truly, uh, uh, you know, how he wants to operate and what he wants to do. And I'll tell you, you know, uh, uh, us being at home watching, uh, uh, no offense, you people out there in TV land, we'll say. But you can get pretty comfortable in TV land where pretty soon God is not able to express himself through you where you become simply a vessel or a conduit where he moves in an extraordinary way and we settle for where we're at. Does that make sense to one person in here? Amen. So right now I believe that In this battle, being that we see the wickedness increasing, we better understand that we better be increasing. Because if we're not increasing, then we're going to settle for what's going on around us. And we're going to allow the enemy to come in and invade what God is doing in this time. But yet he's called, man, the remnant church, the bride of Christ that's being restored into a purity and really into a virgin state to where God is preparing us for when the consummation takes place. So there's a purification taking place. So all that other stuff is being forced out of the purity of the spirit which God is bringing into his house and producing within his people That's good news, amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. <laughs> Look a little bit more lively. This is revelation, amen, for some of us. So those of you that got a revelation, let's, uh, let's clap for the Lord, amen. amen. Hallelujah. So there's something that's being produced. So there is a restructuring because the church or the house of God has gotten religious to a point that it's allowed certain things that have come and contaminated even the purity of the move of the spirit that should be taking place because the Bible says that signs and wonders will accompany the believer, amen? So there's this, this, this uh, doubting contamination that's trying to weave its way into the very fabric of the church and we think that Now, we don't have to move with what God is doing at this time. And we think that we can, you know, we're approaching, you know, a holy thing. Uh, uh, really, you know, with, and treating it like if it's common. So let's take a look at the word. Amen. 
God is raising up. He's raising up his purified bride. The church belongs to the Lord. And the same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells within his house. You see, he died for the church. We got we to gotta understand that we have a responsibility. You know, that's why whenever there's negativity going out about the bride of Christ or others in the house of God is what we're doing is we're just adding to the contamination and through to the structure that God is, uh, you know, to the structure that God is raising up at this time. And, and basically is what we're doing is we bring curses upon ourselves because we're critical on what God is doing at this time. And when you start tearing down what God is doing instead of building it up and being a part of it is what takes place is you not only become a target for the enemy, but you open up the door for the enemy to have a foothold in your home, in your families, over your children. So he wants us to willingly submit to what he's doing right now in this structure in order for us to be able to move forward under the power and the anointing that he is destined for our lives. Amen. Amen. Okay. So I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, divine assignments. Divine assignments. Things that have been set in place for us, us to fulfill or accomplish even before the beginning of time. There are certain things that are destined in our lives and destined, uh, you know, to us as believers and I'll tell you, this may be news to some of us, and it may not be, but, but I'll tell you that, that it's my uh, responsibility to bring forth these truths. Whether you reject them or you receive them is up to you. If you, if you receive them, you'll, you'll start to understand what, you're, what, what, what God's divine appointment or God's, uh, 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 you know, his divine assignment is for you. But if you reject them, then you start... Uh, like I say, we, we treat what God is doing as common. It's not common. There's a holy thing taking place right now. If you think you're living your life and giving God what you think belongs to him instead of giving him all of yourself, then uh, what you've become is you become religious and your religion is dead. And so is your walk. So God is a God of life. Amen. God brings life, and he breathes new life. Are you guys all right? Amen. Everybody slept enough last night? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Good. Then that means you're not going to sleep in here. Amen. <laughs> but if you do, you probably might absorb more, you know. But uh, so I got I to, like I said, I got a responsibility to present this to you. We know that, and I'll give you an example because this is the example that, uh, that comes to mind right away is... Uh, in the book of Ephesians, I've read it to you and you've read it a, a bunch of times. Ephesians, Ephesians, Ephesians. He says, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. That's in Ephesians 2, um, 10. 
So there are things that have been prepared in advance for us to fulfill or accomplish. But I, I, I want to tell you that not everybody will accomplish them, will accomplish these things, and not everybody has accomplished them. But for us, we need to really grab a hold of the, the idea that there's a divine assignment that has been set in place for us in order to have really an eager expectation. See, I, I don't, I don't want to come to church, me, myself, thinking that there's nothing going to happen. Because if I do, then all I'm doing as, as, as a, you know, somebody that God has called to shepherd this, this house, then I'm just treating his church in a common way and acting like he's not going to do something. So I have an expectation that every time that I'm able to give a word or minister or any time we come together that God is going to do something extraordinary and he's going to ignite, huh? Uh, he's going to ignite a flame or a fire or a vision or a desire in a way that somebody's going to come through it. They're going to grab a hold of it. They're going to get it, and they're going to run with it. If I don't approach it like that, then I might as well just hang it up. Amen. So God called you to be in his army like we saw. Um, <clears throat> let's, let me read this, and then I'll, I'll uh, get into some more. Uh, 4, 1, Matthew 4.1 says, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him. Uh, to a very high mountain and showed him all of the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him all only. Then the devil left him and angels came and attended him. Okay. <clears throat> I want to talk a little bit about this. The Lord gave me some word, uh, you know, just to go hand in hand with with what's happening, but, uh, you know, as I'm going to explain a little bit and maybe cover things that I had started covering uh, in, in the past few messages, but we see here that, 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 that there was a test. There, there's some of us in here that are, that God is, is testing us. So uh, along with this test, there is a preparation that's taking place. So, so you know, as, as we see uh, you know, this happening, you know, this going on with Jesus and, and Satan himself, uh, you know, is, is coming to tempt him. But yet he's being led by the Lord, by the Spirit of God into a place of really being tested. And I'm telling, let me ask you more than, than tell you. You know, are we, are we attentive to the test that God is leading us into? Because sometimes, you know, he wants to lead us into a test, but we're too busy thinking that we're, we got to fight, fight it or fight against it or what's the enemy doing or what's Satan doing right now that we neglect to understand 
that this is merely a test so that God could take us into a whole other level of not only responsibility, but of revelation, a whole other level of anointing, a, a, a whole other other level of, of really going to, you know, to a place where God, see, God is not, God, the, the exciting thing about Christianity is we don't stay the same unless we want to stay there. In other words, some of us are still in the same level. God wants us, you know, uh, he wants to mature and grow us. Well, you know, it's us that sometimes keep ourselves down here because we neglect the holy things and we neglect really taking those steps of faith and allowing God to do something within us. So here Jesus is preparing for his ministry. So some of us in here, man, what is your ministry? And how are you, uh, uh, how are you, are you neglecting certain areas of that ministry? Or are you embracing certain things about it? Well, there's an order in the way that it has to take place according to scripture. <laughs> but sometimes we want to bypass certain things, you know, <clears throat> even in ministry that God is wanting to do at certain levels. So we ourselves want to bypass them so that we can get to a place where we, are, we see ourselves over here. But we've neglected certain things that God is doing over here. And after a while through neglecting those things is what takes place is, is we give a foothold for the enemy to come in. And if we're not careful, being that we neglected certain things, we think we're here. Pride starts to come in. So there's areas of neglect that God wants to deal with in our lives in order for us to mature and grow and be whole and complete so that we're prepared for those things that he's, uh, uh, that he's destined us to do, those good works that he says are already out there. It's just a, a matter of us grabbing a hold of them. But if we're not maturing and growing, then they're still out there not getting accomplished unless or until he gets somebody else to accomplish what's already been set in place for you to fulfill or accomplish. I'm trying to teach a little something here, amen? Bear with me. In love, amen? He says to bear with one another in love. To put up with each other's uh, character defects. Amen. We all got them, right? <laughs> so as we were as we were praying, and those shrieks started coming out at this Bible study, you know, pretty soon the neighbors are like, "Is everything all right over there?" Oh, yeah, where the people are yelling, Jesus, Jesus, yeah, like a bunch of people, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, we're just having Bible study, that's all. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> people should be curious about what's going on in your life because they see the life of Christ living within you. The problem is many times in the house of God, people don't even know we're Christians. Where did that come from? 
So here he is preparing for, for, for ministry. I mean, I think that there should always be a, a, a preparation for the new anointing, whether he keeps you in the, in the same position in ministry or not. There should always be a preparation to take that, to take that uh, uh, responsibility or, to, or that position to a new level. Because God wants us to go to new levels. We understand, though, that, that, that at new levels, there's going to be new battles. And we understand that at new levels, there's going to be new resistance, even if it comes from us. You know, there, there's, the enemy tries to bring all these uh, irritations into our lives, you know, to keep us bogged down uh, on, on what's happening down here instead of focusing on what's going on over here. Little, all these things. You know, and, and it's been all of a sudden everything at my house is breaking. It's weird. And it's like, you know, I, uh, you know, I got to fix them. We got to fix them. But, you know, one thing at a time. You know what I mean? But, uh, but it, all these irritations to, to try and take. You know, so I know, I mean, I, I've been serving the Lord long enough that I know that these irritations, I can't give them any attention. What happens is sometimes we give the irritations, sicknesses, whatever so much attention that it takes our eyes off of christ to our past we give it too much attention that it takes our eyes off of christ but he wants really to give us a whole fresh revelation and i'm telling you church we need it Amen. without it we're gonna make it so let's look so here's uh <clears throat> So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read what I wrote down because that's what God gave me, okay? Jesus is leading some of you into preparation. He is, he is taking some of you into a place of seclusion or isolation. So when there's a preparation, it seems like it could, it could mean anything. Sometimes it seems like people turn against you people don't want you around maybe you feel isolated or alone or whatever but but sometimes we don't understand that God is pushing everything else away from your life and pulling you closer to himself in order to give you that revelation in order to test you so that you can really understand but but the thing is if you think you're getting tested in order to surpass really the environment that he's placed you in then does that make any sense to anybody? Then what's, what's going to happen is you're going to think you're more mature than everybody else. So there's a pride element that could potentially come into your life thinking that, oh, God is giving me personal. No, the only reason he gives you personal attention is so that you could add value to what's currently taking place wherever he's planted you at in order for you to grow and mature I don't know who Ty Wells talks about this stuff, but I do <laughs> because I see the potential. That's what God has given me. Amen. <clears throat> so he's separating you unto himself so that he can give you instruction. When was the last time we re received instruction, you know, orders from, from headquarters and really followed through with what he's telling us to do? And I'll tell you what happens is the church many times turns or the Christian turns a, a deaf ear towards God 
Because we know that if we receive instruction, it's going to involve accountability. It's going to involve responsibility. It's going to involve more time uh, dedicated to the things of God and to the house of God and everything else. And we reserve the right to be able to do what we want to with our own time because it's our time, don't you know? Instead of prioritizing the kingdom time and saying, you know what, Lord, I mean, I do what I do and there are certain things I do, but you're my priority and your house is my priority and doing the will of God is my priority. So I, I, I titled this message, God Chasers. God Chasers. Because whenever you see a need, if you're a God Chaser, and you know that you are part of the equation to see something take place in the supernatural, to see God glorified, to see a move of God, to see people believe because you showed up, you made the scene, that means he made the scene, that means there's something going to take place because you have an expectation. Then you know that you're chasing after the things of God. And when you chase after God, he can't help but meet you in that place and reveal himself in a way where freedom is coming, healing is coming, salvation is coming, renewing is coming, a move of God is coming. So, okay, he's separating you unto himself so that he can give you instruction, okay? Now listen to this. Some of you are resisting. <laughs> Some of you are resisting. Because you know that it's going to cost, you know, maybe not even letting go of compromise or sin or whatever, but letting go of uh, your dream. Your vision, your wants, your desires. Because let me tell you, if God is going to give you an, a fresh desire and a new desire, it's going to be bigger than yours anyways. He never downsizes, amen. He, he doesn't give a, 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 a kitty meal instead of a Big Mac, amen. That's for those of you that are. That was a joke. They should be laughing. So, some of us in here resist God. Oh no, I serve. I serve the Lord. No, look at look. We can, it's easy to to really diagnose if we resist God or not. Take a look at your checkbook. If there's ten percent coming out of there. You're not resisting him in that area. Take a look at your attendance in church. If you're, if you're there all the time and you're doing what you need to do, then you're not resisting him in that area. Take a look at your Bible study attendance. Take a look at, huh? Take a look at, at, at coming to church. Are you on time or are you late? You know, I'm not here to step on toes. I'm just saying, look, man, we can evaluate our walk. Uh, I mean, th this is the way I live my life as an addict. I never admitted it was as serious as it really was. 
I learned how to lie to myself and how to believe the lie. <laughs> Denial is Denial's what, Pastor? <laughs> right. <laughs> I like that, man. I held on to that. I stole it from me. So, you know, so what we don't want to do is transfer the things that we've learned in our past into current thinking as a believer. Thinking that we're, that, that we're doing more than we really are. But I'll tell you, when, you when, you're, when you're doing what you need to do, you're doing it because you love it and you love him. And you're willing to do whatever it takes. That's how you gauge your love for Christ because you want to be a God chaser and you want to be where he's at. So, you know, uh, when you have a desire to be where he's at, you're going to push everything else aside and do what you got to do for Christ. Not, not because I hold a position. I've always been that before I even had a position. I just wanted to be where Jesus was at. Because I, know, I knew that there was dynamo taking place there. Dynamite, dynamic. Things were happening in the presence of the Lord. And I know that things are still happening in the presence of the Lord. There, I mean, who calls and says that a, that a shortened leg grew just because of the presence of the Lord? And, and, and man, and, and in our minds, doubt comes up. Oh, yeah, right. You know what I mean? But, the, but it did. I can't deny that. It was confessed. Now I confessed it all over the, you know, however, you know, whoever watches, I, I'm confessing it because it's to give God glory. Amen. 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 <laughs> so some of us are resisting. He wants to put a holy determination and a holy anger in us. That we're not going to settle for what's going on around us anymore. And allow it to take place because we know that the spirit of the Antichrist has invaded. And God is looking for his people to rise up at this time so that he can empower us to move forward. So we need a holy determination. Somebody say holy determination. So some of us right now need to get ticked off at what the enemy and what the devil's doing all around us. I don't like seeing people bound. I don't like seeing people going to hell without Christ. I don't like seeing babies dying. Therefore, I better... Man, Get ready for the fight, because there's going to be one. And there already is one. So we need to get angry for the spiritual or because of the spiritual condition of, of this world. Man, the spirit, it's dead. It's dead, dead, dead. We, man, we need a revival, all right, but we need a revival in the house of God, Amen. So angry that you're willing to do something about it. What are you willing to do about it? Oh, we'll leave it up to them. 
Well, I'm going to tell you what about them. Them are tired. Those that are doing it by themselves are tired. They need help. It's time for you to get off of your blessed assurance and fight. Amen. Yes, I did say that. Woke you up, didn't I? It's time for you to get off of your blessed assurance and fight. Amen. You can take that however you want to take it. An old preacher used to say that before. <laughs> There's too much at stake, people. That's the thing. There's too much at stake. The only thing is what we need to understand is we're going to have to do it his way. See, there's a difference between serving God your way and serving God his way. When you know you're serving him your way, is, there's little cost to pay. Maybe 50%, maybe more. If you're going to set, pay, put it into a percentage, you can. When you're doing it his way, it's his way all the way. You're, you're the last on the list. But I'm going to tell you one thing. That him knowing that you're last on the list as far as what you devote and give into the furtherance of his kingdom. He always gives you special attention. Because he sees the effort that you put forth. And what you get in return and what you receive can't be compared to anything else. We got to do it his way. You've been doing it your way too long. Don't think that you're going to walk out with a victory without paying a price. The price is total surrender to God's will. It's time to submit to the will of God. It's time to learn how to fight in the spirit. It's time to be the aggressor. It's time to get mad. It's time to pick a fight with the enemy. Hasn't he taken enough? Hasn't he taken enough already? If it's not from you personally or your family members, hasn't he taken enough from your communities? Somebody needs to just stand up and say, that's enough. No more. No more. Or we can regress back into our white picket fences and surround ourselves with our own goodies and think that we're blessed with a deception. You are in a holy war. It's time to man up. It's time to woman up. Huh? It's time to wake up. <laughs> it's time to own up. It's time to take up your position. Somebody's got to say, you can't have my legacy, devil. You can't have my children, my grandchildren. You can't have what I've stood for all these years in the kingdom and fought for. 
You can't have the ground that I've taken. You can no longer have any part of my life because I'm standing and I'm ready. I may be a little bruised. I may be a little battered. I may be all scarred up, but I'm ready for the fight because I know who's going before me. You can't have my parents, you can't have my church, you can't have my city, you can't have my state, you can't have my nation, you can't have any more babies, you can't have my spouse, you can't have my future, you can have my past, <laughs> but I'm not going to believe it when you bring it up anymore. Look out, devil, because I'm standing. That's all we need to say. I'm standing. huh? I'm getting up. The battle is on. My God is greater. My God is victorious. My God is a consuming fire. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. This is not it. This is the start of something. <laughs> so we got to be ready. And we got to get ourselves ready. Don't neglect those areas in your lives. And you allow the Lord to lead you into that place of preparation. Because we need to be prepared for the things that are to come. We need to be prepared through prayer. We need to be prepared through time in the word. We need to be prepared through being taught. If, we're, if we think we're going to uh, continue doing the same old thing and get new things, we're believing the lie from Satan. Amen. If you keep on doing the same things you're doing, you're going to keep on getting the same things you're getting. Nothing changes about that. So it's time to wake up. Time to man up. Time to woman up. Every head bowed, please. Right now, I'm looking for some God chasers. If there's one of you, that's fine. I can live with one. I'm opening up this altar because I believe there's an anointing up here for those that would say, maybe I've neglected certain things. Maybe I've even neglected chasing after God, but if that's you, I want you to come up. Come up quickly, please. I believe there's going to be a transfer this morning. I'm telling you, I believe for miracles in the house of God. I'm not going to settle for dead religion. <laughs> 